Hello and welcome to The Point of Everything. My name is Ono Sullivan and today's guest on the show is Robert John Ardiff. You might know him as the frontman for Come On Live Long, who have just been nominated for the Choice Prize Irish Album of the Year for 2017. That's going to be announced on March 9 at a show at Vicar Street, which is always one of the best nights of the year. Uh, usually most of the acts who are nominated play as well, and I think that we might get all 10 this year all going well and depending on tour schedules so come on live long we're up for in the still and that was just announced at the start of january january 6th or Jan- no january 10th a wednesday that was announced and robert john ardiff is going to be releasing his debut album between the bed and room his debut solo album on january 23rd and he's going to be launching it with a show at the grand social on january 26th so that's stuff to really look forward to. Uh, I've been a big fan of Come On Live Long for a good few years. It was four albums in between their first two albums, and that's when he kind of started focusing on his solo stuff and on this solo album. But we talk about the creation process uh, for it. He became a dad two years ago, and then he was. it's just kind of, I get, well, I can't really relate because I don't have a child. Uh But it sounds like, you know, you're just looking for that time to create something. And he decided, his friend told him that, like, if you write a page a day, you're going to come up with a book at the end of the year. It's 356 uh, days of writing. So he kind of took that and applied it to music. So two hours, two hour night stints um, every day. And he came up with this really, really great album, Between the Bed and Room, which uh, is self-released, I think. And yeah, it's just it just goes to show that like you keep the creative juices flowing, you're going to have something out at the end of it. And it's just managing to stick with it. And so, yeah, we talk about all of that stuff, the creation of this album and uh, who his money is on for the choice prize, not including Come On Live Long. But yeah, so you can stay tuned for that. Just before we get to that, have um, I'm doing a live podcast recording of the point of everything for quarter block party quarter block party uh runs february 2nd to 4th on north and south main street of cork city and it's always really really good fun um there's a great lineup this year and i'm delighted that i'm going to be you know a small part of it so saturday afternoon uh we're going to be talking to some people uh sam mcnichol and molly king from uh well sam runs uh Connolly's of lep in lep county cork and molly is involved with uh other voices so we're going to be talking about that if you've listened to the podcast before you know that we like to keep it kind of a little bit chill a little bit relaxed so we'll see where we go with the conversation but if you'd like to come uh then please do come because it would be nice to have a crowd there quarter block party's got a really really good lineup this year pillow queens are on a lot of acts or on a, on a lot of acts to watch 2018 lists so i think that they're gonna have a big year i'm really excited to see them oh emperor percolator tandem felix Arkit, the sunshine factory there's a lot of stuff going on uh for the festival and it's really really great this is the fourth year that it's been on and it's just always such a great weekend and it happens so early in the year too and 
I couldn't recommend it highly enough. If you want, if you're in Cork, definitely go. If you're thinking of coming down, like, why wouldn't you? It's really, really good. You get a good, like, look at where Irish music is and where it's going to go. And yeah, if you want to come along to the live podcast recording, please do. That would be great. And say hello and everything. But without further ado, here is Robert John Erdiff talking about his debut album, Between the Bed and Room, on the point of everything. So it's a good start to 2018 for you, uh, Rob. You've been nominated for the Choice Prize for Come On Live Long with In The Still for uh, Irish Album of 2017. That's going to be announced uh, in March. And your debut album Between the Bed and Room is coming out in a couple of weeks. It's like this is a pretty good January for you so far, right? Yes, it is. It's an amazing January so far. Um, the Choice nomination for Come On Live Long is like... The best news, basically, any any act in Ireland can really get. So, very happy with that, and really proud of of band and all the work that kind of went into making it. Um, and then my own album uh, under my own name, Robert John Artis, is, is coming out on the twenty third of January. So I'll be launching that on the twenty sixth um, in the Grand Social. Was the Choice Prize something that you kind of were hoping to get for this album? Did you think that you had made like one of the albums of the year? Um, not necessarily. Like there's, there were so many good albums put out this year, but kind of felt we were in with a shout, like like anybody really, I suppose, who puts a record out and believes in the work that they're doing, you know. And we were, I suppose, like surprised as well because things like Bicep uh, and So I Watch You From Afar, like they all had amazing albums out and didn't get a, didn't get a nomination, you know. So I suppose we're we just kind of count ourselves as being quite lucky. And like uh, I saw you guys at um, Whelan's. I don't know, was it like an album kind of launch party? It was kind of in the middle of summer, and there was seven or eight seven or eight of you uh, on stage. But it certainly seemed like it was like this really really big show for you. Uh, I, I don't think that you toured that much last year, though. It seemed like you put out the album and then it was kind of just there. I don't know. Did you do this, the festival circuit? Yeah, we played um, Body and Soul and we toured a little bit, mostly we played in Galway and we played in Carrick and Shannon. There was a music festival down there. But we didn't do a whole lot, no. Um, the, gig, the gigs didn't necessarily come in and like we, you know, we just didn't end up playing too many of them. Um, that was the reason. Yeah, I, like I, if I remember correctly, like in the still, you kind of talked about the album being made uh, kind of separately, like you were in different parts of the world and recording it and stuff. Was was that one of the reasons, like that just all of the members of Come On Live Long were just not around? No, no, that wasn't the reason at all. It was just, you know, we did the, the gigs, like I said, they didn't, they didn't materialize. And as a result, we didn't really end up touring it. You know, but we're probably going to go out and tour it a bit more now this year, I'd say, on the back of the choice nomination, you know. And you're going to be supporting the band, are you? A solo capacity? Yeah. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> that would be nice, wouldn't it? It'd be a bit tiring, I'd say. Like, you'd be like Bruce Springsteen doing like three hour sets, you know. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a good experience, I think. I'd say so, yeah. Um, have you played many live or many solo shows? Um, I've done a good few solo shows. Yeah, I supported. Um, I did a tour. I, well, I didn't do a tour. I supported Brona Gallagher when she was over in Paris. I played it. Played a show with her. 
supported a guy called Anderson and oh, yeah. another guy called Mark O'Reilly. And I've done a few of my own kind of gigs, more kind of like cafe shows and, you know, stuff like that. This gig on the 26th is going to be the big one now because I'm going to be playing with the full live band um, for that. Oh, okay. Who's in the, who's in the band? Um, so I have... Um, uh, electric guitar, bass, keys, and drums. Um, don't know if you know many of them. One of them is a guy called Dave Cream. He does a lot of um, stuff around town. Um, and another guy is Rob McComish and Neil Murray and Stuart McMahon. And they were in a band called the Ragmen. They were around a couple of years ago. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. I don't think so. Yeah. Very good. So um, that's what the band is going to be made up of. Were you? Did you want a band like with the kind? I don't know. Like, are you calling it a solo project, or are you calling it a side project, or are you calling it something else? Um, it is. It's a solo project, like I suppose, because it, it it like the album came about because of the gap that occurred between Come On Lulon's first record and Everything Fall, and in the still, like there was four four years. Wow, and I'm I'm just constantly writing anyway, you know, and the uh, the Come On Live Long record is quite collaborative in terms of everybody comes with their songs and then we make them into like in terms of the band. But my own stuff, as you probably heard, the record is more kind of folky and a bit more lo-fi, especially yeah, in how I recorded it, you know. Yeah, uh, do do you want to talk about that? It was like recorded in kind of I don't know was it actually in your bedroom like uh 2 hour stints like 2 hour night stints uh over the course of I don't know how long. It was kind of like uh if you write the page of a book every day for a year you'll get a book. That was kind of the idea behind it. That that's exactly what the idea behind it was. So, um what happened was in 2015 I was in the cultural center Irlande in Paris and I was just there to write myself like to write music and so I ended up recording like an EP in the church in the cultural in the cultural center and I put that out in 2015 but I'd recorded like eight tracks in that in the church so for the album itself I used two of those tracks and then added the extra instrumentation myself at home um, but I also um, became a father two years ago. Ah, congratulations. So I have a little two-year- yeah, yeah, no, it's amazing. So I have a little two-year-old daughter, um, and as you can imagine, like you're doing your day job every day, like nine to five, and you're coming home and you're like, you know, hanging out, cooking dinner, you know, playing with your daughter. And then so what was happening was she was going to bed at eight o'clock, and I was like, okay, I've got two hours now, and I go up. You know, I've a tiny little box room that I have in my house where I've all my instruments and stuff set up. So I was just going up there and just doing two hours and I might get a guitar line done or a harmony or a bass line or, you know, some percussion. And then that was it. Like, and then the songs just kind of grew from, from that, you know. And then I went with the tracks when I I had like 12 of them recorded and I went to... Uh, Ken McCabe, who's the bass player in Come On Live Long, and he mixed all the songs, and so I ended up with an album, like, you know? Wow. That's a, yeah, yeah. that seems like a, a good way to do it. 
Yeah, because I was actually, I was talking to Gavin Glass last night and he was talking about his, he's got a studio, Orphan boarding studio here in Dublin. And he was saying like that, like 70% of the people that he records never put their songs out for one reason or another. You know, the band breaks up or they don't feel it's good enough. 70%? That seems like mad. It, I know, like when you consider like you're paying, you know, the money to record and produce the actual record. But, and I know personally myself, I have so many friends that write like amazing songs that never see the light of day for one reason or another. And, you know, it's a shame. You know, if you, if you have the song, put them out. You let them grow organically. Yeah. You, know? you, you had a residency in Paris, was it? Or were you living in Paris? No, it wasn't. It wasn't a residency at all. I just, I'd been working like day job for almost a year and I hadn't had much of a like prolonged uh, break and I just like my girlfriend is a writer so she recommended that we go there and stay there and work and it's quite cheap to live so I just used my savings and paid for it out of my own pocket. Um, so yeah having a baby must be like I don't know I think that so often the idea of going back into the creativity world of like actually still writing songs and stuff must be difficult to do like it'd be so easy to just say oh, i'm not going to do that tonight i'm just going to relax but like it does seem like it takes a lot of work to actually decide okay i am actually going to stick with this thing of writing a song of going back to the music yeah well i suppose if you talk to anybody who, who creates the the urge to create is stronger than you so you don't really have a choice. You just have to kind of do it. And and I suppose having a um, baby uh, focuses you a little bit more on achieving that, you know, and doing the work and saying, okay, I have two hours, you know, so I'm not going to be like fucking around on Facebook or, <laughs> you know, whatever, update or, you know, just that, you know, it's in the two hours and just for me. And that's kind of like, Maybe if I didn't have a child, this wouldn't have happened, you know. Uh, when did when did uh, you start playing music, like, yourself, like, before Come On Live Long? Was it always just something that you were playing in your teens? Yeah, yeah. So I was in a few bands in my teens where we were playing, like, you know, kind of Tin Lizzy-style rock. We were in a band called, I was in a band called uh, Hobo's Apprentice. Oh, wow. With uh, actual Ken McCabe, who's in Come On Live Long, and Paul Ken, he drums now with James Vincent McMorrow and he actually recorded the drums on the Long record um, so we always kind of made music together, we went to school and in Dunboyne um, together and, and after that I was living, I went away to Spain for two years and then I was there writing all the time writing, recording you know, but never really did anything um, and then when I came back to Ireland I went to university in the news and then I ended up meeting uh, Louise and a guy called Stephen Battle, who was the first drummer on Live Long. And we ended up setting up like one project which grew into Command Live Long. So like, I mean, the the band sounds like, or it sounds like you've been playing with those guys for ages. It must just be great to have uh, those kind of people who you must feel like really comfortable bouncing ideas off them. Yes, yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah, it's um, very, uh, it's very natural, I suppose. It's less like 
about it. Because they are like, you know, people who you grew up with. Like I've known Ken since twelve. You know, so he knows exactly how I work and I know how he works. And then as well as that, you're not afraid to say to somebody, Oh, I don't like that or we do it this way. You know, there's no no shyness. And and so like you you mentioned earlier, just kind of the gap in between the Come On Live Long uh albums. Was that was that just because like people's lives got in the way like you know you're traveling or you're doing whatever well steve who was our drummer in for the everton fall album he left the band we didn't have a drummer and then dahi moved away to england for two years to do a master's teaching so there was just three of us left um and we just kind of I don't know, we just kind of went, Louise went on and did lots of the video stuff. Ken ended up producing lots of records. So he worked with like Loa, Feda, uh, working with Zask at the moment. Everyone built their careers, you know, outside of band. And I just went on and kept writing. Yeah, so like, was, was it just kind of like uh, keeping your writing chops going, like just writing the, the solo stuff in between? those albums is um, it no it's just you know it's like some people go home every night and you know watch soap operas <laughs> so it's like i just go home and play music um and that's what i do it's what keeps me sane and what keeps me going and, and like i said there's no point in just like leaving these songs sitting in books or sitting on a hard drive um you're better off just kind of getting out there and just fucking doing it and like you I, d- I don't know if you mentioned it but like it was was it actually recorded in your bedroom yeah yeah no it's like i said yeah it's not my actual bedroom where like i sleep but i have a tiny little box room in my house that you probably couldn't fit a bed into <laughs> um you fit all of the recording I, instruments in yeah exactly <laughs> due to the drum kit um and yeah, I just I just did it all there, you know. I I did it in the most like a fairly economical way, like in terms of money and in terms of time. So I like for example, I'd come up, I'd write a song, I'd sit down, I'd put a guitar line down, I'd put like a vocal on top of that, I'd put a harmony on top of the vocal, and I'd add maybe a synth line to that, then I'd you know, jump onto like a fucking drum kit for a sec and then like have a mess around there. And then I'd go and maybe say, okay, I'll go back and I'll, I'll, I'll listen to that then a few nights later, maybe re record a guitar track or add another guitar line and, or, you know, add, a, add an extra harmony at this part. And, you know, that's how it was kind of done. Okay. You know, and- fairly, like, kind of a little bit haphazardly, but at the same time, getting getting it done getting it finished yeah and like this obviously wasn't the first time that you've recorded like you you said that you made that music in paris as well like or or was it kind of like a test for you to see if you could make these like really professional sounding tracks um no because because like you see i want i i want i with command of long a lot of the stuff we do is like in studio uh and it's all about that kind of sonic you know uh like attraction like when you listen to the command of the long songs they're like sonically beautiful songs 
but I often feel that you can kind of lose the person in the sound. It doesn't sound like a person is making it. You know, and and with this album, I wanted it to sound like there's a guy sitting in a bedroom making a tune. I didn't want it to sound anything other than that. Um, and, and and I feel that's what it sounds like. I feel like I've, I've achieved that goal. So if I go on to make another record, maybe then I'll just say, okay, I'll go into the studio and do one. Um, but with this one, I wanted it to sound lo-fi, and hence the name of the, the record, Between the Bed and Room, that's what it was. It was like, I would put my child to bed, go and record for two hours, and go to bed myself. Is is that the type of music as well that you're attracted to uh, listening-wise, just kind of more intimate stuff rather than kind of big, bombastic kind of stuff? Um, I'm I'm attracted to both of these, but I definitely do like to feel like that there's a person involved um, in the making of the tracks, if you, if you get me. You know, like, yeah. people's People spend hours and hours on like, you know, finding that like inch down or like getting that perfect compression for your bass drum. Um, whereas, you know, you kind of you lose yourself then. You lose the connection between the actual instrument and what it's going to sound like, and you're done. Um, th- like, did did Ken try and talk you out of it? Like, he was like, "Come on, I, I have a studio. Like, come in and record these songs like professionally, properly." No, because like. To be perfectly honest, I couldn't afford to go and record Ken for two weeks or whatever, you know. Um, so I just paid him to produce to, to mix the record, and he did an amazing job. Because when you, he really kept to that that you know organic sound in the bedroom. You know, he didn't really add an awful lot on top of it. He just he did a few tweaks and things like that. That's great. And like just the actual like writing of it, uh, the, the two hour stints, do you think that like two hours is is your maximum uh, like kind of for creativity? Is that as much time as you can give over to being creative? Oh, God, no. No way. I could be doing this all day, every day. Like maybe what having that two or three hours, what it, what it does is it's kind of focused beyond the task at hand. You know, you can only do so much. So it takes a lot of the pressure off. Yeah. Time is probably better than, you know, passing about for eight hours. But at the same time, I'd love to just be doing this all the time and not have to, you know, work a day. Job. Yeah. Real life. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, if you want to call it that. You know, <laughs> um, <laughs> um. Like, I've, what what are the themes of the album like I, I was just listening to like uh, uh, Crawl Out of Your Hole I thought that it was kind of like about depression mental health um, like yeah yeah. I, I don't know is that was, was that something that you just found coming out like writing late at night and like the times that we're yeah well actually that song is a funny that's a funny song because I wrote that song maybe four years ago um, and showed it to Come On Live Long. And, well, mostly to Ken, actually. He ended up turning it into this, like, mad techno song. <laughs> and then we tried to work it into the band scenario. And it didn't it didn't really fit. But then the song kind of just got abandoned and, you know, it wasn't touched again. And then when I went to Paris, I re, like, kind of reinvested 
in it and the structure and you know how the song was going to be put together but the theme of that song yeah a lot of the songs just a lot of the songs are like like anything just trying to kind of understand the world around you through your own eyes and through your own perspective um that idea of songwriting of like trying to understand the world around you is that is that something that just takes years to try and develop like you have to like like being a writer i guess you know it takes like how many how many drafts to actually like write a short story or a book is that is that the same with songwriting just actually finding your style of writing yeah absolutely like i suppose the way i the way i do work is i would write like you know maybe 50 songs or more and then i you know there's like a great expression like to write the shit out of yourself <laughs> meaning that you get rid of all the bad stuff or what you perceive to be bad or what doesn't work and then you're just left with those brute songs like ask any like ask any of my friends or even to come on live long guys like i've just books on books of songs and majority of it is shit you know but then within that there are those little gems that come that grow and become actual tunes you're just like looking for the lines that go together exactly man yeah exactly that sounds great yeah. it sounds like uh, do you still feel like are, are you still uh like writing at the moment i mean this this album was recorded yeah so finished. now what i'm doing actually is i'm yeah like i'm constantly i'm constantly at it but now what i'm doing is i'm uh i'm creating a lot of i'm making new demos for commander long so that's what i was doing last night oh okay and and, and do you yeah, find that was it two hours spent last night ah two hours um do, do you find that the <laughs> Do you find that the uh like when if you know that you're writing for yourself, like do you find that it is different writing for Command of Long if that's what you were doing last night? Were you like, oh, that's like completely different to what like Robert John Ardiff, the band the act would No, I will I will always write for Command of Long. That's it always starts with that. Like the Command of Long song and then if that comes to fruition, then I'll just use it my own thing, like call out of your home, you know. That was initially a commanded long song that became my own. Um, cool. Well, uh, oh yeah, I wanted to ask about um, the other nominees for the Choice Prize. It's announced in uh, yes, uh, in March eighth, I think. Um, who, yeah. who, apart from Commanded Long, would you put your money on? <laughs> well, I wouldn't be putting my money on <laughs> Commanded Long, but um, Jesus, I don't, I don't actually know. Maybe like. Personally speaking, I really loved the Fionn Regan album. Oh, yeah? Um, I think Ships are definitely in with a shout. Um, that fucking track, I Will Never. Have you heard that yeah, song? Yeah, it's so good. Jesus Christ, that's a phenomenal song. Like, Yeah, they're um, so good live as well. And the, yeah, the whole production on that yeah. album is just yeah, phenomenal. Um, also, then, like you have like it's Project New Jackson, I don't know, man. I really don't know. Like, um, it could be anybody. Like, even Lancome, like, they put out a brilliant record. I don't think it's as good as their first one, but, I mean, it's a great record, you know? Yeah. The only way is up for them as well. Who do you think? Like, who do you think? 
Uh, apart from command live log, <laughs> <laughs> apart from command live log, uh, I think I think it's, it's between. Sh- I think it's ships really. I think uh, they're the favorites for me. I think like yeah. from from first glance, I, I must uh, listen to some of the albums more in depth. The Fionn Regan album was one that I was actually quite disappointed by. I thought the opening. Oh, song, right, you didn't like it. I thought the opening song is brilliant. It's probably one of the one of the best songs across all of those uh, ten albums. But I just thought the rest of the album was. It didn't really do much for me. Yeah, yeah. I kind of liked the way he he kind of explored like a different side, a more like because he's 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 usually like either kind of obviously with guitar or he had like um, the electric guitar thing going on as well. It just felt it was more, um, I don't know, to use the word like ethereal, like where it's you know there's a lot of space in the actual record itself, and yeah. Um, yeah. That's what I really liked about it. Now I'd have to go back and listen to it on based on your comments now. Yeah, well, sure, we'll see. That's announced on March 8th, but uh, your Robert John Ardiff's debut album, Between the Bed and Room, is out in uh, January 23rd, and you're playing the Grand Social on the 26th, and then hopefully we'll be seeing you and Command of Long uh, a lot more over the course of, uh, of the year to come. Yes, yes, absolutely, and thanks a million for having me as well. Yeah, right. cool. No worries. Uh, yeah, best of luck with everything, John. Uh, Robert, sorry. <laughs> Robert, John. Uh, <laughs> cool. I'm, I'm, we'll hopefully see you again. Yeah, excellent. Thanks a million.